Philippians chapter 2. Let me read you three verses, 9, 10, and 11. It gives us a bit of insight here on maybe why it is. Therefore, God, that's important to note, God did this. Nobody else but God did this because nobody else but God could do this. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him who is Jesus. He's talking about his son. And given him who, Jesus, the name which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, <laughs> every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. I think that covers everything and everybody right there. And that means there's more still. Hang on. Buckle your seatbelt. Brace yourself. There's more. Verse number 11. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And all God's people said amen to the reading of God's word today. Amen. God did this. The creator of all that is, in his divine wisdom, devised this plan that he would send his only begotten son into a sin-sick world. And so, because he is sending him into a sin-saturated, sin-soaked world, he must have authority, he must have strength, he must have power. Where does this power lie? Is it in his arms? Well, yes, to a degree, I would say so. Is it in his hands? I would say yes, to a degree, because he laid hands on the sick and they were healed. Is it in his eyes? I would like to think that those who looked on the eyes of Jesus and on the face of Jesus saw power. Is it in his footsteps? In his feet, everywhere he would go, things happen. I wonder. I would say it is in all of that, but ultimately, the power that God gave to his son was in his name. How interesting. You know, they're making movies about every comic strip that ever was now. And if, if your favorite comic hero hasn't become a, 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 a movie hero, just hang on. It probably won't be long. And they're going to be on the big screen because that's the hot fad right now. Interesting, all these comic heroes, they all have their ability. They all have some strength and some talent. Something morphed them into uh, supernatural. Well, you know, it's all comic, right? But we're talking about someone whose ability lies in his name. I don't think anybody's done a spin on that yet. Have they? Have I missed that one? Just in the name of Jesus. And power comes out. And things begin to adjust and shift. That's, that's pretty good right there. You see, we're so used to saying the name of Jesus that it's lost its it's lost its sheen and its shine. It has dulled in the hearts and minds of many believers. But I want, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to just shine up the name again, at least in our minds. It's always been brilliant. It's always had that sparkle. 
So maybe it will just be an adjustment of our spiritual vision today. And we'll see the beauty and the brilliance that is in the name of Jesus. I wonder, have you ever heard someone, after smashing their thumb with the hammer, yell out the name Buddha? Buddha. Uh-huh. Anybody ever heard somebody smash their hand in the car door and say, Mohammed, Allah, Hare Krishna, Ron L. Hubbard, <laughs> Shirley McLean. Let me see your hand. Has anybody ever heard someone after their at the point of boiling and hurt, yell out the name of Jesus, say Jesus Christ. Anybody ever heard that? I would dare say some of you, because of your working environment, you're probably hearing that on a daily basis. Why? Why don't they say Muhammad or Buddha or any of the hundreds of gods that are in Hindu, the Hindu religion, never, never once have I heard anybody try and take that name and tarnish it and dull it, try to bring it into the muck and mire, try to dirty it. They don't do that. I've never once heard anybody try to use these other names as a swear word or speak it in vain. Have you? Curious to me. It was just curious to me. Why? Perhaps it's because when they're as mad as they can be, they reach for the most powerful name you can find to express the full extent of your anger. Just maybe. They don't even realize. Because I'm not giving up that name. By the way, gay still means happy to me. I never gave it up. Oh, I don't think everybody got that, but I'll let you ponder that this afternoon. We just give up names like they can have anything they want. It irks me. It bothers me. It gets under my skin. But then I have in my na that name of Jesus. Then I'm not giving that up. For to me, it still means the same thing it's always meant. Is it a sin? Let me ask you a question before we really dive into this. I'm still just on the runway. We're going to take flight here in a minute. Is it a sin to use the name of Jesus as a swear word? Anybody? How many would say yes? I'm just taking a little survey here. Anybody say no? Anybody? Well, let me answer this for you. I believe that according to Scripture, it is a sin to take the name of Jesus in vain or to use it as a swear word. Exodus 27, this is one of the top ten, and I'm not talking about David Letterman's top ten. I'm talking about God Almighty, Jehovah's top ten. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not Hold him guiltless 
who takes his name in vain. In other words, there will be a price to pay. There will be consequences for all those who take the name of our Lord Jesus, the most beautiful name, the most precious name. They take it in vain. It's not to be spoken in vain. It's not to be spoken lightly or in jest. One of the most common phrases in our vernacular right now is, oh, my God. And we text OMG without any thought. You know what OMG stands for? Oh, my God. And it can, it can be text for anything. It can be said for anything. And it, it, it's lost meaning. It's lost value. It's just two teenage girls texting back and forth, OMG. Wow. Somebody's texting right now saying, Pastor, just, you know, <laughs> I don't know. You just busted me out. I'm trying to let you see something today. It's a holy name. The name of our God. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus. It's a righteous name. It's a healing name. It's a worthy name. The name of Jesus is a saving name. How many have been saved by the name of Jesus? The name of Jesus is a healing name. A delivering name. It's a lovely name. And one songwriter said, Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And so we pray every day. I hope you're praying every day. You better be praying every day. Folks, in the society that we're living in, in the times that we're living in, the day and age that we're living in, we need to be people of prayer. And when we pray, we don't pray in the name of Allah. We don't pray in the name of Ron L. Hubbard or anybody else. We pray in the name that is above every other name, the name that is more powerful than any other name. We pray in Jesus' name. And I'm just trying to encourage somebody today and let somebody understand today that when you pray in Jesus' name, the atmosphere shifts. When you pray in Jesus' name, circumstances are adjusted. Problems find solutions. Questions find answers. Mountains begin to move. Eyes open up and begin to see. Ears unstopped and begin to hear. And dead things live again. When you pray in Jesus' name, Come on, somebody say amen. What's that mean? I'm going to get where we're going, but I just, I want to talk to you a minute because we, we, we've lost something. And I want to gain it back. The name of Jesus is not to be spoken lightly. We say in Jesus' name, amen. I encourage you to say amen, but do you even know what you're saying? When you say amen, that is pastor or whoever you're praying with, I agree wholeheartedly with you. I am in full agreement with you. Amen means let it be so. It is accomplished. It is done. 
That's why when I lay my hands on somebody and I say, be healed in Jesus' name, amen. I'm saying, let that be done. It is accomplished. Not in my name. Not in your name. In the name that is above all other names, the name of Jesus. Amen. And so I've entitled the message today, in Jesus' name, amen. So come on and say amen one more time. It is done. It is accomplished. I am with you 100% in this, in this prayer. So I want to, us to jot down just a few things, those who are note takers, and I want to encourage everybody at some point, become one who takes notes. I think this will be solidified in you if you not only hear it, if you not only see it, but you're jotting this down, and also you can go back to this at another time and let the Holy Spirit show you new insight and new revelation. It happens for me all the time. I take notes when Pastor Dave and Pastor Moses and Pastor Jim and any of the pastors who step behind this pulpit and any guests that we have here, I'll always have a notepad or I'll be taking notes in my iPad. I just believe in this. I want you taking notes, fo folks. Number one, why is the name of Jesus uh, a powerful weapon in the mouth of every believer? It is because of the authority that lies in his name. God said he has highly exalted him and given him the name. Look at this again. Bring up verse number nine. God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every other name. There's no other name that has more power and is greater than the name of Jesus. There's just no other name greater than the name of Jesus. That's by God's design. Yes, there's healing in his hands. Yes, I believe there's, there's, he is healing. So everywhere he goes, there's healing in his footsteps. There's healing in his eyes. There's healing in his voice. But the ultimate power comes in his name. That's where it is. He's highly exalted him, positioned him with more authority than any other name and any other person slash God. Because Jesus is all God, and he came to earth born of a virgin, and he was all man. Now, please don't press me today to try to explain this to you, because I'll just shrug my shoulders and say, Carol, I don't understand all of this. I don't understand to the full extent how God could do that, and how one could become all God and all man, all wrapped up in one bundle, but I believe it. And that's good enough for me. It may be that when I get to heaven, I'll ask God about this. But I think that when I get to heaven, this won't matter at all to me because I'll be in heaven and I'll be rejoicing and I'll be praising and I'll be worshiping with all the others who have gone before me and I hope to see you there too. But for now, I'm just telling you, God gave Jesus a name that has more authority than any other name. I am so privileged to pastor this church. I really am. It is my joy. I love it. I prayed if God would uh, 
want to do something else in my life, with my life. I pray this all the time. Don't get nervous. I just, I pray it all the time. God, are you done with me here? Because I don't want to stay, John. I don't want to stay somewhere that I'm not supposed to be. And I've seen lots of pastors overstay their welcome at a church. And so I just constantly pray, God, uh, are you, I say constantly, about at least once a year, I'm evaluating and saying, God, do you have something else? January, you know, that's a good time for me to do that. But God said, I'm not done with you here. And so he's put me here and I'm going to be here until God says to go somewhere else. And so, but with this, my point is, with this, I have some, some staff that uh, serve with me, but they're under me, okay? I'm just telling you the flow of it. I'm not trying to lord over my, my pastors and the secretaries, and we have, we have a wonderful school here, and I'm the boss of all these employees, almost 30. There's over 25. I don't know where we'd fall now. We had to hire some more because our school took off and experience restoration, turnaround, and overflow this, this year. So we had to hire some more people. Hallelujah. Oh, let me get focused here. I could get real excited about that. But I'm, in, I'm just telling you, I'm the boss, you know, whatever. There's some good with that, but I'd sometimes gladly have somebody else be the boss, if you know what I'm, I'm saying. But with that comes some authority. And so they can say, Pastor Dave can just say, to Pastor Jim, who handles our finances. Pastor Steve said, and then he just rattles off whatever I said. And Jim knows, okay, this didn't come from Pastor Dave. It came from me. And there's a bit of, boom, authority and a stamp of approval that goes with that. God gave Jesus the name that no matter what it is, it's all authority and it trumps everything else. There is no name that is greater, and there is no name that has more power than the name of Jesus. I want you to look at what John 14, verses 12, 13, and 14 have to say to us. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me. Now, this is Jesus talking. The works that I do, he will also do. Wow. There's a lot right there that I don't have the time to elaborate on. And greater works. Somebody say greater works. Wow. Greater works than these he will do because I go to my Father. And this is what I want you to underline or highlight or put a little asterisk by. And whatever you ask in my name, wow, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And if you ask, is anybody seeing this? You've got to bring up verse number 14 up here on the screen. Do, you still, do we still have that or no? Oh, you got to get it in your Bible then. If you ask anything, <laughs> if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So not only has God given Jesus the name that has more authority, more power, and is the greatest name ever given, we have access to that authority and to that power. Oh, I thought somebody would get happy with that right there. If you ask anything in the name of Jesus, he said he'd give it to him. Now, some, relig some religions are offended by this. And in our politically correct society, there are those who say, well, that's really not fair for you to make such a statement and say that your religion is, is better because your God is greater. I'm not saying that our religion is better because 
To me, it's not a religion in the first place. To me, it's a relationship with a loving God. So is it fair? Is it fair to declare our God has the most powerful name and there's no greater name? Well, I want to talk to you about fairness versus fact. Stacy, you said, well, it's true. Does anybody know what the largest animal on earth is? The blue whale. There he is. One of God's greatest creatures. According to the Guinness World Book of Records, a newborn calf weighs, uh, excuse me, is up to 20 to 26 feet long at birth and weighs up to three tons at birth. The adult whale can grow to a length of 115 feet and weigh more than 190 tons. That's a big boy right there. That's a big animal right there. Did anybody see Finding Nemo? I love Finding Nemo. How can you not love Nemo? So what about little Nemo? Nemo's out there swimming. He says, well, what about me? You're talking about the you're talking about the big blue whale. What about me? Of course Nemo got lost. So Nemo's daddy finds a friend, Dory, absent-minded fish, and she's going to help him and they encounter the blue whale. You remember this scene? Fortunately, Dory knew how to speak whale. And so the communication went and they end up finding Nemo. But what if all the clownfish lovers in the world decided, I don't think it's fair that you have declared the blue whale is the largest animal. It's discrimination against the clownfish of the world. It does not change the fact that the blue whale is bigger than any other animal on earth. Anybody want to... Guess what the largest bird in the world is? What'd you say? Ostrich? Yes. Actually, it is the North African ostrich. And I don't know if we have a slide of this great species. What a great bird right there. The males of this subspecies have been measured up to nine feet tall, weighing more than 345 pounds. And as I studied this, I thought this was important to note to you. Contrary to popular belief, they do not hide their heads in the sand when they're scared. They don't have to. They're the fastest bird on land as well. They've been clocked at 45 miles per hour. But what about some bird lover may say, the little hummingbird that flits around in my backyard I love my hummingbird. He brings joy to me as I'm drinking my coffee in the morning. I never see the ostrich. So I don't think it's fair that you declare the ostrich is greater. The ostrich is, is bigger and the fastest bird. It does not change the fact that the North Af African ostrich is, in fact, the biggest bird alive. End of discussion. Anybody like hot peppers? 
I like them, but I don't like them too hot. I got I to be honest with you. But not all peppers are hot. In 1912, a U.S. pharmacist by the name of Wilbur Scoville, he came up with a scientific way to measure the hotness of peppers. I thought this was interesting. Since that time, peppers have been measured in SHUs, or Scoville Heat Units. A bell pepper, I like bell peppers. I grow them every year. I'm about, I, I'm about getting ready to plant some more this year. I might share with you. A bell pepper on the Scoville heat unit scale is zero. No hotness in that. A jalapeno. Now, here's what I like, and usually not much more than this, but any jalapeno lovers out there? Ooh. Get me some good old nachos and put some jalapenos on there and a little slice of avocado on the side. Oh, we're going to have lunch here in a little bit. A jalapeno is on this SHU scale, 3,500 to 4,000 Scoville heat units. The cayenne pepper measures around 35,000. The typical Tabasco ranges from 35,000 to 50,000 Scoville heat units, but some pepper has to be the hottest. You want to care to guess at what you might think the hottest pepper might be? What was it? According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the title of the hottest pepper goes to, drum roll please, the habanero. I should have Pastor Moses say it because it would sound better coming from a Latino. The habanero, the hottest of the habanero family is the red savina, and it measures, are you ready for this? 570,000 Scoville heat units. This pepper has been known to cause severe skin burns and is 100 times hotter than the jalapeno pepper. So what if some radical says it's not fair to the jalapeno to claim that the habanero is a hundred times hotter? What do we do then? Well, we let this sucker eat the peppers himself, and he'll determine real fast which one is the hottest pepper after all. The habanero is because it's just a simple fact. It is the hottest pepper going. I say all this I've said all this to say this. God himself said that the name of Jesus is above every other name on earth. He's bigger. He's faster. He's hotter. He's stronger than any other name under the earth and on the earth and, and, or in the heavens. This is the name that has all authority. It is the name of Jesus. Speak that name with authority and see what happens. Why is the name of Jesus a powerful weapon in your hand and in your mouth? It's because there's healing to be found in the name of Jesus. Number two, and jot it down, healing in Jesus' name. How many have ever been healed at the name of Jesus? I have been healed numerous times, two times of, of great significance in my life. I was healed of epilepsy, and I was healed of two herniated discs by the hand of Almighty God and at the name of Jesus. I'm a firm believer in healing coming to us in Jesus' name. Mark Lowry, I, they just don't make them like him anymore, and maybe that's probably a good thing. But one of the funniest guys, I think, on earth. 
uh, if he if he if he doesn't come up off uh, come up with his stuff off the cuff and and just shooting from the hip, I'd be shocked. But maybe he maybe he that's just his delivery. But the guy is amazing. Uh, he's so funny. Last night talking about Bill Gaither and his hair, and you know how he does. But he said something last night that really I felt sorry for him. He said, you know, I believe in miracles, but I've never seen one. I've never experienced one. And I thought to myself, we see miracles in this house almost almost weekly. Routinely, we see the miracle working power of Jesus as we speak the name in faith. Bodies are healed. Things change. I love this story in Acts chapter 3, starting with verse number 1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, which was the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, lame from birth, was carried every day, brought to the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. He was brought there to ask for money, asking alms from those who entered the temple. A lame man who, because of his situation, became a beggar. Let me read on. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he says, Hey, guys, could I have some money? He asked them for some alms. Fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. What did he have? In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, get up and walk. He took him by the right hand. He lifted him up. And he entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Immediately, look at verse 7. He took him by the right hand, lifted him up. Immediately, his feet and ankle bones began, began to receive strength. What did they give him? They gave him the name that has all authority in it. And so because they gave the name that had all authority in it, it also had healing in it. And they spoke the name to someone who needed healing, and he was healed. Now remember, I just read a scripture out of John that says, these things shall you do. Jesus said, the things I do, you shall do, and greater even still than these. Wow. Peter and John spoke the name of Jesus, and a man was healed. How many believe that you can also speak the name of Jesus, and people will be healed? Oh, I... I not only do I believe it, I know it. I've experienced it. Mark 16, look at this. You've got to bring this one up. Please tell me this one will come up. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name. <laughs> In my name they will cast out demons. In my name they will speak with new tongues. If they, uh, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. In my name they will lay hands on the sick. And they will recover. Not only was there power for Jesus in his name to bring healing and to, to uh, experience healing and affect healing in people. There was healing in the disciples. Peter and John on this day just going to church. 
But I don't know about you, but I classify myself as a disciple as well. And so I believe the same power that operated in Peter and John can and does operate in me and can and, and, and it will operate in you if you'll just believe on that name and speak that name in faith. Does anybody know somebody in your life that needs healing? Anybody working with somebody or somebody in your family that's sick? Do you know that you have the cure? You have the potential resolve and solution in the name of Jesus. But we back off of it thinking, well, what if I pray that and they're not healed? Well, remember, God's the healer. And we just speak the name that is full of healing. It's not in your hands. We just follow this directive. In my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. And so we just follow the pattern and the directive given in the word of God and people are healed. I got to move on. Finally, there's salvation. Why is the name of Jesus a powerful weapon? A powerful weapon, I believe, because there's salvation to be found. In the name of Jesus. Come help me, Pastor Moses. Acts 4.12. Nor is there salvation in any other. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we might be saved, we could be saved. The scripture says we must be saved. I understand that there are, are lots of religions and our society would like to encourage everybody. There's no set way. Just follow your heart. Get on any path, some path. Do good. Be kind. These paths may, may be, maybe they are good, but do they lead to salvation? Do they lead to heaven? No, they don't, because there is no other name whereby men must be saved. Jesus declared with all authority, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There's the authority in the name of Jesus. He wasn't bragging. He was just simply stating the facts. There is no other way to heaven except through the name of Jesus. And all who call on the name of the Lord. Oh, bring up Romans 10, 13. I'm not going to go through all of these, Jackie, but could you bring that one up? <laughs> I love this. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. I love it because it included me. Whosoever surely meaneth me. Whosoever. That's male and female, by the way. That's the old and the young. Boys and girls. That's the rich and the poor. That's the ones who've tried their best to do good and the rascal over here. Whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, they'll be saved. Saved from sin. Saved from wrong. And saved from your own selfishness. 
See, folks, I don't believe that we just call on the name of the Lord that one day when we find salvation, we ask Him to forgive us of our sins. We're saved from our sins. But I believe we should call on the name of the Lord every day as saved uh, followers of Christ. Otherwise, we're probably going to get caught up in ourself. I want to be saved from sin, but I want to be saved from myself. Because if left to myself, I get in trouble. I make wrong choices. So I say, Jesus, lead me today. Let my flesh die. My selfish ways yield to the ways of the Spirit. I call on the name of Jesus every day. Because the name of the Lord, Proverbs 18 says, is a strong tower. The righteous run to it. They find safety. I want you to bow your heads all over this room. You see the sparkle now? You see the shine and the brilliance now? Look how valuable that is, this name. Precious name. The healing name. The saving name. I want to pray first of all, if there's anyone here who's not called on the name of the Lord for forgiveness of your sin, that's the most important step you'll ever make, the most important decision you'll ever make. If you're here today and you'd say, Pastor, I want to, I want to change my way of living. The way I'm living is not working for me. I'm ready now to surrender totally. I'm ready to call on the name of the Lord to be saved from sin. If that's you, lift your hand right now. Don't delay a moment. Lift your hand and let us pray with you. Yes. Today is that day. If you have lifted your hand, I want you to take a very courageous step. And I want you to come and meet me right here. Come here and let me pray with you. Salvation from sin. Salvation from yourself. Pastor David's going to pray with you. Sarah, I'm just telling you, I, I see you continue to strive toward God. God is in the process of molding you and shaping you and, and turning some things in your life. He's putting you in a new path and in a new direction. As you call on his name today, I believe you'll be saved. I believe you'll be saved. Is there anybody else here today you would say, well, I, I've called on the name of Jesus and I found salvation from sin, but I really need salvation from myself and my selfish ways. If that's you, lift your hand and put it right back down. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hands going up all over this place. Because we are a selfish people. We're just born selfish. And so we should desire that the name of Jesus save us from ourselves. And so, Father, I pray for these who are wanting salvation in your name and finding that safety in your name. Let it be known today. We give you praise and we give you honor. And we pray all this. In Jesus' name.
stand, everyone. Don't forget the name of Jesus. Take the name of Jesus with you. It will be a powerful, powerful weapon against the enemy. Speak that name with authority today and the rest of your life. Let healing come in the name of Jesus to you and through you. And call on that name when you need safety, when you need salvation from yourself or from sin. You call on that name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. Don't forget tonight, a great, great night is in store. What's tonight, everybody? Yes! Life groups. I'm so excited. I, I just tell everybody about these life groups and how wonderful they are. But until then, get a good nap, get some rest. God bless, and we'll look for you tonight in the life groups. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name he's my master 